and welcome again to Aztecs All In, your podcast that is all in on anything related to San Diego State University Aztecs athletics. Steve Perez with Lewis Wiener here, thanking you for giving us a spin. We're a couple of Aztec season ticket holders, alumni with backgrounds in the media. Well, I'm an Aztec for life. And yours truly is uh, also joined by Lewis Wiener, our Emmy Award winning producer. What do we have in store this week, Lewis? Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate you mentioning my Emmys, 37 years at CBS 8, an Emmy award-winning newscast producer. And we're excited to bring today's episode to you. Uh, last week, Steve and I got the opportunity to attend a special function as a premium season ticket holders. And we heard from Athletic Director J.D. Wicker and Brady Hoke. Just a little uh, Aztec alum news before we get into other topics today, and that has to do with the U.S. Open that was just played at the Los Angeles Country Club. The U.S. Open, of course, is our national championship, and it's a pretty egalitarian one because anyone who hits a certain handicap level, a very low one, is eligible to qualify. So qualifiers are held throughout the United States, and anybody who passes muster and makes it through that entire test is eligible to compete in the four-day tournament. And Xander Shoffley, the former Aztec, ended up tied for 10th, so it'll be yet another top 10 finish in a major. And he is knocking on the door and now has that tag of being one of the best players who hasn't quite found himself at the top of the sporting world in golf. He does have an Olympic gold medal that only comes around once every four years. So we know he's there. It was an unfortunate uh, series of events in the final round, and anybody who's played the game has found themselves there in a bunker after the first tee and being unable to get out not once, not twice. It took him three, and he was sort of behind the eight ball the rest of the way. But we wish him well going on because there's more majors in store for this golf season, and we'll be following him and other Aztecs at the PGA Tour uh, intently, and we'll be reporting on their results. It was fun to watch him, especially round one. He shot a 62. Uh, that is a record uh, round for U.S. Open. So despite him not finishing as we would hope that he would finish, uh, still a uh, very exciting uh, U.S. Open for Xander, I think, uh, with his name in the record books. Yeah, at that level, it's a very slim margin between the people who finish in first place and the people who maybe don't find themselves at the top. A couple of shots here or there and any number of names on the leaderboard, and it could have been a different story. And the same thing happened to another Southern California player in Ricky Fowler, who unable to finish despite having a lead going into the final round and also shooting that record-breaking 62 in the U.S. Open. One thing about watching Xander uh, hit those two uh, bunker shots poor bunker shots it's just kind of like my game right i can well even the pros even the pros don't get them all right right steve right and in those cases anybody who's been there who plays the game knows you know sometimes you just take your medicine and get on up out of there instead of trying to get too much out of it but we've all been there we sympathize there's a lot of lessons there you can apply not only to your game but to larger life and it's another reason why i enjoy playing the game and that one reminds me of an old saying in life when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to more Aztec news. 
there is this June 30th date, right, that's kind of lingering over San Diego State. Uh, that's the date when they have to uh, let the Mountain West Conference know whether or not they would be leaving the conference uh, with a possible maybe move to the Power Five, Pac-12. Uh, some big news over the past few days is uh, sources and reports saying that San Diego State sent a letter to the Mountain West Conference inquiring about the June 30th extension, indicating the university city's intent to leave uh, in the 24-25 season, but exploring the possibility uh, of a departure deadline extension and exit fee. And then word came that the conference replied that it interpreted the letter as notification of SDSU's departure. And they started initiating separation procedures, at which point reports say uh, the president of SDSU wrote back disputing the semantics, saying they're not yet withdrawing. So, Steve, we're sort of in this quagmire of what's going to happen, and nobody really seems to know. J.D. Wicker told all the alums who were leaning forward in their seats when he was talking about this that there are some boxes out there that still need to be checked. I said last, you know, as we got started last spring, last summer, uh, thinking about moving into the stadium and all that's going to happen, I kept telling everyone it's going to be the most consequential year in Aztec athletics history, and we're almost there. We have approximately 15 days um, <laughs> this year. So some laughs there in the audience because uh, he talked about 15 days and at that time uh, there were that many days until June 30th and the implication being that maybe there's something brewing but again I don't know you read it as you read it right and anybody can listen to that and think however they want to think. Correct and we had a chance to talk to Brady Hoke about the situation, what the players, the coaches, what he personally has to think about how they move forward while all this is going on in the background. I think they're excited, but I think like all of us, you know, we've been waiting for a while, you know, for something to happen, when it's going to happen. I don't know. That's a JD question, believe me. Hoke on tenterhooks, just like all of us, trying to, as they say in golf, play the next shot. Uh, meantime, we're still waiting, and we have to sort of, because a lot of this uh, information comes out via leaks, because presumably non-disclosure agreements have been signed so that this information getting out uh, in the public domain is really supposed to be confined to the negotiations that are ongoing. So you have to analyze these various leaks by the motivations of the sources who are leaking this information. And without knowing who the source is, it's difficult to assess exactly what their motivation was and also to assess the quality of the information. We are also learning that Pete Thamel, college football senior writer at ESPN, is reporting that the Mountain West Conference sent an additional letter to San Diego State informing the school that at this time it will not approve any exceptions that they requested last week. That includes an additional month before departure, reduced exit fee, or the ability to pay out the exit fee in installments. That letter came in response to San Diego State claiming that it had not given formal notice of withdrawal. The Mountain West said in the latest letter that they do not accept San Diego State's claim that they have not given formal notice of resignation from the league. June 30th is coming. We'll find out at that point whether San Diego State has given notice or not. And until then, it's, uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. 
But at this event, we also got the opportunity to, to speak with Brady Hoke more. Let's get back to sports, right? The Correct. actual the actual football playing. And last week uh, on uh, Aztecs All In, our guest Todd Villalobos, a uh, retired former sports producer at uh, CBS 8, uh, Steve actually asked him uh, if we got the chance to talk to Brady Hoke, what would you like to ask? And he went on a uh, what can only be described as a rant. My question is, do, do they have any plans at all to not be the most boring offense in the history of the game of football? Is that in the cards at all? I know Ryan Lindley's on board, and that gives me some hope. But can we step it up a little bit for the love of God? I just want to see a touchdown every now and then. Please. So what can you tell them about well, I think, you know, obviously it was a pretty uh, dramatic transition when you change your offense and change your personnel, period. And But I think Ryan's done a great job with uh, uh, our players, number one. I think their engagement with him, uh, we're going to do what we do best offensively. You know, you, you don't just put something in if you don't have the – the type of personnel that you need so uh, we'll be we'll be pretty uh, salty in what we want to do and uh, you know uh, it's uh, one thing I've learned a long time ago is uh, you win games as a team so you need to use every uh, piece of that from the special teams you look what Doug Deacon has done and uh, I think we've had the player of the year in special teams the last three years and uh it's pretty special, and, and we'll lean on that and lean on playing good defense. He also, uh, Todd, just for your information, Brady Hoke had some things uh, off the record to say about Todd Villalobos and his rant. I'm just kidding. He didn't say anything. He was very gracious, and we appreciate him <laughs> talking to us about that at that moment. Absolutely. Um, yes, he was very gracious with his time. Uh, we had not planned this ahead of time, but at the event, we did, you know, did ask Brady if he would talk to Aztecs all in, and he did. And um, one of the questions I asked him was about quarterback play. Uh, you remember last year, Jalen Maiden was playing safety got moved into the quarterback position, had some success, uh, not so much in the bowl game, but we did ask him about Jalen Maiden. How's Jalen Maiden looking in uh, spring? He, he, he had a good spring. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a good spring game. was, you know, not what he wanted, but he had a good spring, and we're going to use him in a different fashion a little bit because he, he, he can run, and he can run the football. And so we're going to do a little bit more of that. Offensive line has always been a strength of this team. How do you? How is it looking right now? Are you happy with how? how uh, happier than I was during last season. Okay. Yeah. Let me put it that way. I, you know, you, we, I, I didn't realize, realize this, but we only have four returning starters on defense, seven on offense, and you know, we'll be young in a couple offensive line positions. But I do like the guys and what they did work ethic-wise and, and where they've made improvements. And, you know, there's uh, there's some guys who I think will surprise some people. And, um, you know, I'm excited about it. I, and, and our, you know, our running backs is a strength. That's a strength to have been for years. Yeah. And so uh, that's going to make up for some deficiencies a little bit. I believe, you know, we'll be young at the receiver position, but uh, 
we recruited some guys who I really like right now. That's so, awesome. so. I mean, it's the same old story. You go as far as the offensive and defensive lines. No question. There's no question. And, and uh, it really reminds me of 2019, first year when I came back and I was just coaching D-line because all those guys, Cam Thomas, uh, Banks, uh, Jonah came in. They were all young. And I see the same thing with what we have at that position. I really like how they'll, these guys are developing, you know. And so, uh, you know, it's... We're going to have fun. So insight from Brady Hoke about the upcoming college football season. Right now they're in their summer program before uh, they really uh, get going uh, as fall approaches. And I think he's excited about this team and where the offense could go, especially uh, with Ryan Lindley now as offensive coordinator. And at this point in the program for football, one of the most important coaches is Adam Hall, who is their uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, everything they're doing right now is voluntary, as he explained to the alumni in response to a question, and that has to do with doing their workouts and maybe the players meeting as a group, but it's all pretty informal at this point. They're getting ready, though, to get into the, pretty much the intensive part of gearing up for the fall schedule. Also in response to some uh, questions about uh, the program in general, uh, Brady Hook was asked about uh, how the program was going to handle the name, image, and likeness issue, and his opinion was what uh, could be described as pretty salty, and I happen to agree with it. Here's the bad thing about college football. And the bad thing right now about college football is transfer portals in the NIL. Okay? I don't like them, don't like anything about them. But if we don't address it, if we don't work it, then we won't be a good program. We won't be a competitive program. NIL, transfer portal, those are words that coaches are just trying to figure out. It's it's so new and trying to uh, maneuver through it all, I think is very difficult right now. And as they figure out how to do that, I think we're gonna see some changes in the program as they move forward. Well, the interesting thing now that they have to navigate, because before there was the transfer portal by itself as a standalone, now you have the uh, added dynamic of name, image, and likeness, which is altering decisions and entire lineups in a, you know smaller team events like basketball, but also have an impact in a larger team event like football. I'm kind of with uh, Hoke on that whole thing. It's a, uh, he's old school and I appreciate the old school view. Come to college, get an education. If you're going to make money at it, that comes afterward. But focus on your studies because that is the primary benefit of being associated with a major university. One of the lessons I, I hope that the students learn, student athletes, out of this situation is how to handle finances. Uh, because if all the lesson is, is give me the money and I'm gonna take the highest bidder, so what you got for me, I don't know if that's uh, such a good lesson for student athletes to be learning, but as he mentioned, it is the reality of the situation and everybody's playing the same cards. 
And San Diego State is now working with two collectives, Mesa Foundation and Aztec Link. Mesa Foundation focused more toward basketball, Aztec Link more toward football. And we're going to talk more about NIL and Aztec Link in future episode of Aztecs All In. That's all we have for now. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Follow us on all the platforms where you get your favorite podcasts. For Aztecs All In, I'm Lewis Wiener. For Steve Perez, we'll see you next time.